Hello, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of the Chirpin' Yodis podcast. I'm Tyler, joined my main man, Chase, and Professor Grandy. Boys, how are you doing? Doing pretty good, Tyler. How are you boys doing tonight? Doing well, man. Just, uh, you know, hanging out at home, uh, starting a job, so getting acquainted to balancing everything. It's, uh, everything's going good. Excited to talk some yotes. Oh, yeah. Me too. Uh, especially when uh, we had a really fun to watch comeback well fun because we won uh comeback there last week and then we have a very uh i guess i'll say exposing av series boys uh what did you guys think of just a brief overview of our av series this past weekend i personally thought it showed a lot of holes it magnified a lot of holes that we've already seen to be present to throughout this season you just you can't ignore those holes in a game. A team like the Avalanche, they belonged in a completely different league than us, and it was just clear from puck drop of the first game throughout the whole series. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if y'all saw anything different, but I mean, what do you have to say on that, Chase? Yeah, I, I would, uh, you know, agree there. Um, you know, um, going back to like, you know, Anaheim, uh, you know, coming back twice from down three, nothing. Um, I know that we almost came back in the first game of this series from three zero made it interesting at the end, uh, which made it look more respectable in that first game. But yeah, I mean, they, I mean, you just can't do that against, I mean, you really shouldn't do it against any team, no matter how inept or, um, you know, competent the team is, but it's just asking too much every night. And, um, you know, it's just, it was all over the ice, man. Um, you know, stuff that we're supposed to be built around, they're better at in every aspect. Um, skating fast, you know, we've got some, we've got some skill. They've just got 15 times more, it seems, and um, almost looked like they were on a power play the entire game. Um, I mean, just zip, such high-end talent everywhere. Uh, young studs on the back. Um, their forwards are just amazing. And it's, you know, we just, we just can't compete with a team like that. And that goes all the way back to the playoffs last year. You know, I mean, same, same, same results, different, different time. And um, I just don't see any time that in the near future where we compete with a team like that. Luckily I uh, got to miss that playoff series. I was in the barracks checking with the, bad internet i had and i was kind of glad i didn't get to watch them just judging by the scoreboard and such but uh of the series you just we saw this last week is anybody that did look good i mean i liked how kessel was uh showing up i named my dog after him it's definitely good to see him out there performing but uh what do you boys think yeah i think Kessel looked good i think uh brass had his best series since the start of the season um and then Keller, I thought, had a pretty damn good series as well. Disappeared a bit, and especially in the first half of that first game. But then that second game, he was easily our best player. Um, outside of that, it's tough to say. I mean, you don't – Schmaltz kind of disappeared in my mind. I mean, yeah, it's really tough to say outside of those three guys who really did well. Yeah, I'd agree there. Um, and then in the 
you're, you're missing probably the heartbeat of the team in Garland, and that's uh, you know never never a good thing to be without. Uh, hopefully, he's not on the shelf for too long. But uh, you know, first game, I thought Hill was uh, more than respectable. I thought he played great. Um, it was just um, you know we just continued to let them um, you know do whatever they wanted, and they finally broke through and. Um, you know, Rex saying, you know, it's, it's three, nothing. And, you know, we're on that uh, uphill battle again. Um, so I was impressed with him uh, kind of for him since he didn't get to, you know, beat uh, his old running mate there in Tucson with Miska. Um, at least we ruined the shutout, I guess, but uh, silver linings. Um, I, I agree on Kessel. He's, um, you know, he's, he's been streaky this year for sure. Like, I mean, you know, he started out hot disappeared for a while and now he seems to be on one of those hot streaks again um you'd love to see him kind of i mean just kind of even that out a little bit and not get insanely hot for you know short stretches of time or, or whatnot uh you know we'll take what we can get at this point um liking that i agree with you on keller he um you know i mean pretty much nobody showed up that first game uh came out great on, on the second game but uh yeah, Schmaltzy. He just had. It seemed like he was always around it. He couldn't lack to like the finish, or you know, something just seemed off with him a little bit. Plays that uh, you know he usually makes, or uh, you know, not not going in for us. But uh, what about you, Tyler? What, what did you see, man? Oh, much the same. I mean, like I said, I love seeing Kessel be out there, be a presence. He's been one of my favorites even before he was a Coyote. Uh, kind of like how. Yeah, I'm just going to mention it, J.J. Watt being a Cardinal, best news of the week for sure. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I really have nothing new to add other than uh, Hill did a pretty good job. I mean, not playing a lot, kind of having to come in for Kemper the other night and then to do pretty well. I mean, he did, what, 3-2 to two instead of a 6-2 to two loss. So, I mean, I, I got to commend him for it. The team is scary as the Avalanche yeah. uh, for sure. Uh, so, I guess now for the, the uh, fun part, who looks just – Absolutely awful. I know we talk about people not really appearing, but is there anybody that stuck out to you that you're just like, get this kid off the ice? Uh, I mean, is it possible to say every other player we didn't mention? Yeah, that'd be fair. I'd say so. It's tough to single out one or two players that played poorly when the whole team is just overmatched. Yeah, definitely outclassed. Ronta had a bad game, too, against the Avalanche. That's facts. But that loss was by no means on Ronta. We let up 40 shots against him. The guy was under siege the whole game. Um, Yeah, Yeah, you can kind of tell it got to him at the end there, too. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's that's just going to happen when you're peppered that much. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. It's just, yeah, we just, it was tough. I can't, I can't really single out anybody out there to say that anyone in particular was bad when it was just a poor team effort and just outclassed from start of puck drop to the end of the game. What about you guys? Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's tough for me, too, because, um, you know, I mean, we did have 
as that cliche goes, uh, lots of passengers, um, you know, just, just kind of out there semi going through the motions. Right. And, um, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it's the same problems that we've harped on, um, you know, defensive zone coverage, um, late wings or late defenders coming in uh, to the zone, not being able to break out of the zone unless your OEL or chicken seems to be Osterly, you can throw in there too. But, um, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just straight sloppy. And then obviously that kind of ties into um, the tenders being under siege and peppered the whole game. Um, it's disastrous. And, um, you know, against a team like that with the, um, you know, team that we do have, we nearly have to play a perfect game. Everybody has to be on their A plus game for, for 60 minutes. And, um, I mean, maybe that happens one out of every 10, <laughs> you know, yeah. with this team uh, to overcome that team. Um, but uh, it's, it's just, it's just rough. And it's, it's sad because I mean, you know, we all love this team to death. We put a lot of time and energy and focus into not only watching, but, uh, you know, being invested into like this little adventure that we, you know, partake in. And, you know, so it's, we've all got the love for it and it's, it hurts to see it that way. But, um, you know, I, I think we all knew that, uh, you know, this, this team is, is not built for, you know, that task at this point. No, I definitely agree with you on that. I think, uh, we have a lot of holes and I think our playoff run and that those two duck comebacks, I think kind of show that we definitely are flawed. Um, goodness, train of thought collapse yet again, but the, how you said that, we're passionate. Uh, I've seen lately, and this is true for a majority of Arizona sports teams, at least from the circles I've seen, that a lot of people have issue with when you criticize or you say, oh, we suck or whatever, that they take it as a, I guess I'll say personal attack. Now, obviously, all three of us are fans. We all have our you know, opinions. But is it, I guess I want to ask the question, is it possible to say your team is hot garbage and still love them day in and day out, to you guys at least? I mean, you part of being a fan is criticizing your team. I mean, let's be real. This podcast wouldn't exist if me and Tyler weren't butting heads over Clayton Keller at the end of last year's playoff run. Um, it's what you do it's, as fans as you criticize. And not only that, you can criticize something you love and have it be okay. And whether that's the Coyotes the Suns, the Cardinals, DeAndre Ayton, Kyler Murray, whatever, whoever it is. Mention him by name. <laughs> yeah, no, I threw one of them in there for a reason, but I digress. Um, you can criticize them. It doesn't mean you're a hater. It means they need to improve in this aspect of the game. And that's it. It's true. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I agree with it. Um, you know, um, I guarantee you, that, you know, in the next years or, or so, if we, you know, get close to sniffing a cup or end up winning one, I, I, I'm still going to find something that, you know, to me, absolutely insane. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I, I feel like it comes with the territory. Um, you know, um, I, I would consider us all to be very passionate, very invested in this team. Um, 
you know, like we kind of discussed before, sit through the pain and suffering and all the above uh, with the Coyotes over watching anything else. Um, you know, this is the team that I have chose to follow the closest, uh, fell in love with since they've been here. And, uh, you know, it, it's just, I mean, it, it drives me a little bit crazy when, um, you know, it's, it's just like overall that whole cancel culture, man, it kind of gets in there. You, you say one, you know, negative thing that somebody doesn't agree with and kind of turns it against you. And it's just like, oh man, you just must not like this or, you know, X, Y, and Z, you said that. So that means this. It's like, uh, no, um, I, I've got reasons for saying what I say. Um, I, we, we all put a lot of thought and energy and, you know, stuff into it. Um, obviously we're emotional beings and, um, you know, I just, I just don't, um, we, we want this team to be all that it can be. We want it to improve. You know, we want to be playing hockey deep in the playoffs and, you know, finally at some point achieving that ultimate goal. Exactly. I mean, just because I say a negative thing, uh, and, and, or bet a six pack on a certain player, uh, doesn't mean I don't love them or want them to do well. It just means that again, like you said, I mean, we're all passionate. We, all three of us think follow this team as close as we possibly can without getting weird. Um, and yeah, I think it's totally okay. It's okay, Tyler. You can say I'm weird as much as I, uh, <laughs> much hours that I spend pouring over shit on this team. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned JJ Watt in a hockey, po- well, I guess you mentioned DeAndre Ayton. So I guess we are a little weird, I guess it's kind of bled over uh, the excitement. That's- Got some Kyler Murray in there too. Hey, Kyler Murray's good. I like him. He's, I think he's my height. I think he's five nine, like I am. So I feel good. Little dudes doing it out there. Uh, I feel real good about that. But um, now, so we put up a poll uh, earlier this week, and the results were that people said that we should probably blow it up uh, and kind of tank and get draft capital and do what we can. I just wanted to get what you boys thought about that. One thing I want to say first. And foremost, before we start, hmm. this isn't tanking. Makes no sense for the Coyotes to tank this year. Um, we don't own our pick. It's that simple. But oh, it's right. We don't. But we need draft assets. We need draft capital. We need more prospects, and we need more young guys. So much of the pieces around the core young guys. So much of our team is old. Darcy Kemper is going to be 30 next year, guys. I mean, so am I. Call me old. It's are you going to be out there <laughs> skating it up for the oh, team? Oh, actually, wait. I'll be 29. Never mind. Uh, keep going. I apparently need my coffee more than I thought. Excuse me. Carry on. I'll be 30 at the end of this year. So, uh, yeah. Be your old. But, um, but no, it's just at the end of the day, so much of this team's core is aging and is going to be not good when we're ready to compete again, that it makes more sense to blow it up now and start accruing assets now than try to wait in the middle of accruing assets and trying to compete and kill some of these young players' primes. I mean, even our young guys are losing out on the area where they can no longer be considered young guys by hockey terms. Schmaltz is 25. Garland is 24. These are guys entering their prime, not their start of their career. This is the time they should be taken off. Exactly. So it's not 
it's tricky because with guys like that, you want to build around them and compete, but at the same time, we're not ready for that. And it would be quicker to just tear it down and rebuild than to try to wade halfway, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, um, you know, this app series, I, I mean, I hope that that kind of proved to, to people the, the point that uh, we're trying to make. And, and that is that this team is, is nowhere near ready. We're, we're not one piece away. We're not two pieces away. I mean, you, you can make an argument that we're, we're one piece away from getting to the playoffs, maybe. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, why give up more, you know, for something that we get back and then uh, a first round exit again? Uh, we all love to see the team in the playoffs and, you know, it's, it's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, makes you feel good there for a little bit. And then, um, you know, we're going to be a bottom seed and uh, we're going to have to play a Colorado or a Vegas or, you know, any of those teams. And we're going to be right back to feeling how we were feeling after the app series last year. Um, and it's just, it's just disappointment. Um, I, I'm firmly um, in the camp that uh, a lot of change is needed. And um, this, this team is constructed and it's, it's a, it's a clash. I mean, really, I mean, you've got uh, GMBA who came in, started adding a few pieces uh, that, uh, you know, he thought he liked and, and would help the team a little bit. And then you've got, uh, you know, Chaika's guys on there and, um, at, at some point this, this GM, uh, you know, he, he needs to put his handprints all over the team and build the team in you know, the way that he sees fits. And, um, I've got to, I still trust him to do so. Um, obviously, you know, you look at the blues team, solid team, um, not, not so great this year, uh, as compared to like their cup run, but even you look at their cup run, I mean, they were in last place. What was it? January or something like that. And then, yeah, it was January. Um, not January. You know, mm-hmm. Yep. And then, uh, you know, turned it around, went on one hell of a run and, uh, called Bennington up and, no, you know, I mean, that that's not going to happen for this team. We're, we're not built that way. Um, no. So I, I, I think it's time. It's painful to say because, you know, it's, it's going to add on some more time to, um, you know, some more pain, some more suffering for the next little bit. But uh, uh, I'd rather get a head start on it now and then not have to have this conversation again for uh, hopefully many years. I, I definitely I definitely wouldn't like to be the team that just kind of hovers in that, like you said, the first round, second round exit at most, I would rather definitely have the future built for the future than just be like, yeah, we're making playoffs. We're selling jerseys and tickets, but the, I don't know. I guess I just, I want the 30th anniversary for us to celebrate a Stanley cup rather than, you know, be where we're at now. That's just me. And uh, I know, and, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and on this every week, we're going to be posting a poll on the twitter page for the podcast make sure to vote and if you want any of your insights read on the podcast uh, comment on the poll itself and we'll we'll read your guys' opinions too absolutely so get some yeah. get some interaction going and that yeah and that, that handle is at chirpin yotes pod 
And it's also the Facebook page, I believe, is the same uh, backslash thing, or whatever they call it. I'm not an IT guy. Perfect. Yeah, right. Nailed that. Um, so another thing, <laughs> <laughs> I know, Grandy, you mentioned earlier something that really, really intrigued me, so much so I wrote it down. Um, you mentioned that how the 2015 draft is affecting us today. And that, I, again, that, that really intrigued me. So if you want to put your professor glasses back on and uh, let us know about that. Well, the 2015 draft class is one of the most stacked draft classes the NHL has had in years. Aside from the fact that Connor McDavid and Jack Eichel both entered the league in it, I mean, there's a good chance that 30 players that are the top 100 players in the league came from this draft. One one team that handled it the right way despite having late picks in it was the Minnesota Wild, and you're seeing that pay off this year. They drafted Joel Erickson Eck in the first round, Jordan Greenway in the second round, and Creel Kaprasov in the fifth round. That is half of their top six forwards right now. That is half of the reason. Those three guys are probably more than half the reason they're winning. Whereas for the Coyotes, we drafted Dylan Strom third overall. He's had an all right career, just not for us. When Mitch Marner, Noah Hannafin, Pavel Zaka, Ivan Provorov, Zach Rowenski, Miko Rantanen, and Timo Meyer were all top 10 picks. Oh, Outside yeah. Meyer, every single one of those guys has had a better career than Dylan Strom so far. Yeah. And it's, true. there's, all-star talent littered throughout this first round. Matthew Barzell, 16th overall. Uh, Kyle Connor, 17th overall. Thomas Chabot, 18th overall. The previously mentioned Joel Erickson Eck at 20. Brock Besser at 23. Travis Konechny at 24. And then what's even more painful is we had two picks in four spots where we had Nick Merkley, where we drafted with the 30th pick in the first round, and Christian Fisher, where we drafted with the second pick in the second round. The fourth pick in the second round was Sebastian Ajo, only a guy who is, you know, a 30 to 40 goal scorer and one of the best centers in the league. Yep, that's a recognize all those names you mentioned. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, they're all pretty much producing and doing a lot better than we are. And we did make up for it slightly by we did by drafting Connor Garland in the fifth round of this draft. But I mean, just going through even the second round, there's 10 guys in the second round that are pretty damn good NHLers at this moment in time that we took Christian Fisher over. It's just this is the year that these guys would be coming into their own, as we are seeing, like I said, with Minnesota. This is the year where we'd be getting this payoff, and we have one guy or one guy from the first two rounds that we drafted from that draft still on our team. Just a huge mismanagement of assets and well, like I said, 
it's not going to bite us any more than it already has because we are paying for it 100% right now. Yep. Yep, I'd agree. Um, and let's see. Yeah, I was going to say at least we're not Buffalo Dukes. I mean, they got Eichel that year. Oof. Oh, boy. That's, I actually have some friends from there. feel bad. He handled that draft, though. There was a team that handled it worse. Yep. The Boston Bruins picked 13, 14, and 15. Selected Jacob Zaborl. Jake DeBrusque, who's pretty good. And Zachary Zenishin. So one out of three. That's not too bad. Pick 16, 17, and 18. It was Matthew Barzell, Kyle Connor, a 30-goal scorer, and Thomas Shabbat. I mean, they'd be winning cups if they had nailed that draft. For sure. It shows you just truly how much you need a scouting department and how much you need to build through the draft. Yeah, definitely. I mean, hate to say it, but the Wild are doing really well. And those jerseys are sick, too. Those reverse retros, the more at first I wasn't too sold, but the more I look at it, the more I'm like, those are actually really sick jerseys. Not going to lie. Yeah, I love the color combo there. Real so nice. good. North Star colors. Yeah, should have stayed there instead of going to Dallas. Yeah, don't bring that up. That's still a sore subject <laughs> with North Star. I wanted to ask why they moved. Was it just they just got bought, or what exactly happened there? I'm not from Minnesota, really. Ben, what what happened? Do you know? <laughs> all all I'm going to say is Google the name Norm Green, and we can talk about this in the group chat after uh, the draft because oh, this on the this will not fit on the podcast. Okay, <laughs> I will definitely. I'm gonna have to do that. I'm, you got me curious now. All right, so uh, what's the next subject there, Tyler? The next subject, I actually thought of a – so I try, like I said, every week, I try and find a question that somewhat relates to hockey and some zany different – something just to get our minds going. And this week, it hit me a bit late, mid-podcast, actually, as I looked at the beer bottle on my stand here. If you were to say that uh, – were to make the Coyotes a beer brand, like what, what would you pick for them if they were a beer? What brand would they be? Beer brand or be specific kind of I beer? I guess specific beer is what I mean. Excuse me. That's what I mean. Hmm. That's a... It's a pretty different one, right? It just kind of came to me and I was like, you know, that might be a good question to ask. We all drink beer, I'm sure, pretty regularly. Too regularly. I'm going to go with uh, Lining Klugel Summer Shandy simply because it's my favorite beer. I have never oh, heard of that. Oh. I'll be honest. Liney Summer Shandy. You've never heard of it? No, oh, I have not. This really is a Midwestern thing, I guess. It must be. I, I'm a beer pleb, though. I'll be honest. I don't drink any IPAs or anything like that. Craft beer, none of that. I'll be honest. Lemonade and wheat beer mixed together, essentially. Lemonade and wheat beer. It, it's, it's, awesome. it's awesome. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, easy to drink. can drink quite a bit of it. <laughs> I mean, it's the best I can come up with off the cuff for uh, the cuff. I like, yeah. Yeah, you guys said come up with a question and uh, bring it out there, and I did. Yeah, one that gets us thinking in different ways, that's for yeah. sure. Mission accomplished, I'd say. What about you, Chase? <laughs> you got one for us? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with a beer that I do love to drink. Um, 
It makes me feel really good, but Does it's it got kind of, yes, it's got kind of a bitter taste to it. So I'm going to go with uh, Dogfish Head Brewing Company and their 120 minute IPA. Um, can't nice. drink a ton of it, but um, you know, it does, like I say, <clears throat> make me feel good, just like the coyotes do for the most part. Um, but it's got that bitter taste to it, so it's, it's always there. Um, and so that, that's just kind of uh, without putting crazy thought into it, that's my gut reactions because this team is so bittersweet to me, even though I love them. But that's where I'd have to go with mine. Yeah, that's again, I'm man, I'm just spoiled myself on this podcast. Maybe I shouldn't ask that because I am a total beer pleb compared to you boys. I, I drink, I think my favorite is Molson Canadian or Labatt Blue, Labatt, Labatt. Uh, I guess if I had to give them a beer, I'd probably say, I'm gonna have to say the Kachina Ale because that's our favorite marketing thing. And it, I actually did like that IPA or whatever it was, Pale Ale or whatever it was. Um, I enjoyed it. I think it was cool because the Kachina's good branding. I see it everywhere. And I'm kind of wondering if that was, if it actually is for sure going to become our full home jersey. That's all I've been thinking about if we're going to bring back the white Kachina and all that good stuff. Real quick, real quick. Mm-hmm. Can I just say it's cheating to pick a beer that, uh, made after the team? Oh, is it cheating? Yeah, fine, fine. And I'll go with the Coyotes. Uh, I know the red one they made. No, I'll go with. Miller Lite, because it's just okay. <laughs> just like us, we're just okay. <laughs> and I can accept that. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. I had an owner's joke there, but I don't want to get canceled, so I won't make that joke. Let's make this the question. I don't think he realized he was going to no, have to answer. I wasn't so. ready. I, look, I, I usually come up with a yeah. question. You didn't say to answer them. You usually come up with them. Yeah, sp- speaking of that comment that you were going to make, Tyler, just make sure you don't spill any so you don't have to use any extra napkins. Read into <laughs> that one. Absolutely. You know, I, I do value those very, very much. Well, to uh, wrap it All up, right. I, um, I did see that there's this new app. Yeah, I, don't know if you, I think I made a thing about it. Um, the Phoenix fans, what do you guys, do you guys have any thoughts? I'm just curious what you guys think about it. I think, I think it's pretty cool. Personally, I, I genuinely do. I think it's nice to see Arizona sports kind of, we're trying to get our community going. Uh, I just want to know you guys thought about it. I mean, to me, it's almost like putting yourself in an echo chamber to an extent where you're not hearing you don't want to hear other fan bases opinions and stuff like that. And I understand that from a certain point of view, but at the same time, that's what's again, fun to me about being a fan is interacting with everyone else. That is a fan, not just fans of my team. I mean, half the people I follow on Twitter have nothing to do with anything. Arizona sports related, they're just people I enjoy interacting with that I've made interactions with throughout history on different uh, sports platforms, on different or different teams' platforms. I don't, I get why it's a thing and I get why it might attract some people, but that's just not something that would attract me personally. 
What you, Chase? Yeah, I'd uh, I'd agree there. Um, I, I I think it comes from a pace, place of love, and uh, you know that's uh, you know it, it's a good it's a good thing. Um, you know for for those people, I just feel it kind of ties into you know Arizona sports as a whole. Um, you know we don't have enough um, you know hardcore diehard fans around here. Um, this is you know a melting pot of fans from from everywhere, and uh, you know even fans of the same teams in Arizona, you know, I mean, I see Twitter beefs with it all the time. So, you know, oh, it's, it's just, um, you know, I, I, I mean, I get, it, but it's just like it, the same thing's going to happen everywhere, man. Like, I mean, I'll get into it with somebody on Twitter and then, you know, I've got all these things typed out and sometimes I send them. Sometimes I'm just like, is this even worth my effort, energy, time, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, more, more power to you if that's, if that's where you'd like to go spend your time. But um, I, I kind of agree with Grandy. I like, uh, you know, the interaction with, with everybody um if, if even if i don't respond to it if i see it, it you know it might give me a good chuckle and uh you know something that i can laugh about and then you know we essentially talk about it amongst ourselves and laugh and you know say what we think and uh you know just kind of uh, have fun with it i definitely i like to banter too as i do have 369 people blocking me uh not a big deal, I guess. <laughs> I would say that I definitely like to interact with the common rabble as well. And I got a burner. Not a big deal as well. Um, so I guess to wrap it all Sweet. up, uh, are you guys looking forward to, what is it, Kings tomorrow night? Looking forward yeah, I'm looking- to it. I was, I'm always looking forward to Coyotes games. Me too. Except for the Avs, not going to yeah. lie. I was uh, not so excited. Excited. Yep, um, I'm looking forward to the Kings game. Um, as as the same as you guys, I'm excited for pretty much all the games. Um, uh, more so that um, I mean, we played like complete donkey. Uh, you know, the last two games that we played against them, and it was embarrassing. But uh, you know, hopefully, we can turn the tides. This is what this. I, I believe it's only one game we got against them, and then we move on to the next opponent. So kind of a little bit different for this season but uh you know we need to get these two points uh, simple as that i don't care how you do it just just freaking do it it's yep. just time as dirty as it is i would like to can be that, uh, what's that tyler i said just i don't care either i don't care if it's the sloppiest two points i want them yeah i will say the next six games after this king's game is four against the wild and two against the avalanche Oh boy. So we should get we should we should get fourteen or fifteen points out of that, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Considering only twelve is possible. I mean oh, God. but well, for some odd reason I thought it was four and four. That's right, it's four and two, huh? Yeah. That's right. Well, we definitely oh. will have the uh pool prospect pool party next week. That'll be positive. So we have that going for us. Uh, that's exciting. Oh yeah. Another exciting, uh, positive podcast. So I think if you guys are ready to wrap it up. Are you mad? Yeah, I think I'm good. All right. Well, uh, thanks. Everybody yeah, for... I'm... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. We'll get it. Oh, right. no, you're... Yeah. But I, I was okay. just going to say, uh, you know, thank, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, you know, I, I 
like like I said uh, earlier, uh, please please don't take our criticisms or constructive criticisms as we we don't care for this team because that couldn't be further from the truth. And um, you know we look forward to you know putting this out each week and hopefully getting some interaction with everybody. Um, you know because uh, this is a passion project and we like to put this out for other fans as well. And uh, you know just uh, just. Hope that uh, you guys don't get the wrong impression. Uh, but uh, you know we don't care for this team. But uh, you know I think we all want this team to succeed, and um, you know uh, we're all different and have our own opinions and everything like that. But uh, you you won't find three or three more people like us that uh, you know lo- love this team. And uh, you know like I mean I, I think about this team pretty much all the time, every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day. Me too. Me too. Every day. You might find a more passionate fan on Phoenix fans. I don't know, guys. Since I'm on there, I think I might be the number one fan of our group, actually. The, the flex. I'm not blocked on there right. either, so I got free reign. You're not going to stop me. But all right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and you know, answer our polls, any questions you may have. And we will see you next week with a prospect pool party and hopefully really positive views. Uh, See you guys next time.